Welcome to today's edition of The Bow. And as usual, my name is Mr. Dan. Stay tuned. Welcome everybody to today's edition of The Bow. Today we'll be looking at Nollywood and Screen Tourism 2. We can remember very well that um, on the 15th of January 2021, we went to Kuzape, a part of Abuja, where we talked about the impact of tourism on sustainable development. And um, we still took you um, still further on that issue of sustainable development. And we were talking about um, Nollywood and screen tourism when on um, 23rd of April we talked about Nollywood and screen tourism 23rd April 2022 last year so today we're continuing still on that Nollywood and screen tourism um, part two um, why we're doing this is because um, targets 8.9 of the UN SDGs um, has to do with says that we have to promote the beneficial and um, sustainable tourism. So early in the 1980s in Nigeria, we had um, these um, small cinemas, you know, um, what started off then, uh, now, what we now have as um, viewing centers for football and those small cinemas were for watching movies foreign movies because um, we knew that generally people couldn't go to a national theater Igamu Lagos to watch those dramas uh, people couldn't move to some specific locations to watch those dramas so we had those small cinemas in the neighborhoods in our different neighborhoods just to watch those foreign movies and um, and then of course early nigerian nollywood movies so however these small cinemas became uncomfortable and that system gradually phased off by early 1990s vhs and dvds were trending and people went to rent rental shops just to get those movies at the comfort and watch at the comfort of their homes these movies were still not really indigenous because they were really basically foreign movies by early 1990s hollywood movies nollywood movies like living in bondage was produced and that was the emergence of nollywood with style over 20 years now we have seen much more movies of great value technology and scenery get produced these movies have in the course of production served as agents of employment and drivers of tourism and hubs of rapid innovation hey you recall that in the previous podcasts where where we talked about um when we talked about nollywood and screen tourism that's on the 23rd of april um last year that we mentioned the different states 
that foster screen tourism and are sports that promote Nollywood in Nigeria. However, when you are in the flip side of this industry, as a viewer, you notice a clear distinction in Nollywood movies. And it's safe to say that Nollywood productions are divided into two. First one, you have the Enugu Asaba and Port Harcourt uh, productions. These locations are known for mass production and they employ less technology but more human workforce to achieve swift production and marketing. You know, the storylines uh, depict village scenes and this doesn't trigger much tourism. The second um, production is the Lagos and Abuja production. These cities are known for glamour in Nollywood production as they don't focus on mass production but carefully use technology to show innovation and yet due to the blockbusters that they release their premiere usually need more human workforce and the glamour easily makes the marketing too easy and the glamour also triggers tourism so in all we can comfortably say that Nollywood advertises our cultural heritage, making us to protect it more and displays innovation, employing more people to be part of the production set. So, as we end today's podcast, Nollywood and Screen Tourism 2, I'd like to thank my friend congratulate my friend damilola ogunzi goldfish and his colleagues and the recently premiered gangs of lagos these are kind of movies that we have in the lagos and abuja production carefully planned out and mix its way into the public uh, marketing is easy because of the glamour and carefulness of its production thank you everybody for listening to today's edition of the bow and as usual in god we trust bye bye <laughs>